it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Do you have skeletons hiding in the closet? Are you dealing with some big skeletons? We all have skeletons in our closet, but they need to be in our past. Skeletons in the closet is an idiom that means a secret source of shame, potentially ruinous if exposed, which a person or family makes efforts to conceal. Now, bones tend to repel rather than attract. We draw back from the ugly layer of a skull. We use skeletons to frighten people. Bones don't attract. Yet, put skin and muscles on them and we find them beautiful. In fact, without bones, the skin and muscles of the perfectly proportioned athlete and the beautiful woman will fall to the floor, a useless, unattractive blob. Skeletons aren't beautiful, but there is no human beauty without them. But you don't parade them around either. I remember the story of Hamlet. Hamlet's uncle murdered his brother, the father of Hamlet, and king of Denmark. The deed was done in secret, but the young prince knew of it. He instructed the actors to repeat the murder in play before the royal but guilty king. They did so. At last, the king could bear it no more. He rose hastily from his seat and went from the hall, saying, Oh, my offense is rank. It smells to heaven. It had the primo eldest curse upon it, a brother's murder. Skeletons are lurking in our closets. Things that we wished we had never done. Words we wished we had never spoken. Families have them. Churches have them. Individuals have them. We all have them because we all make mistakes. We all have skeletons in our closets. Some are scarier than others, but they are there. What are skeletons in closets? According to idiomreference.com, skeletons in closets means that someone have done something in the past that they don't want other people knowing about. It does not necessarily mean that what they did was illegal or immoral, but it could. In general, it is something that will hurt their reputation. This term became a reality for a number of federal candidates in the election in the fall, 
when the hopes of a seat in parliament became dashed because something from their past came back to haunt them. If it were not for two things, none of us would struggle with guilt or fear. Our past and our future. We experience guilt in the present because of what we have done and we are afraid of the future because of what we know we will do. Can you relate to this? Top of the day to you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome you to Grace, also a color radio show on bbsradio.com. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. I'd like to remind you that life is a bicycle and you have to keep moving for it to work and also learn to free yourself. Realize who you are. Be grateful even in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. We have a great show for you today on Skeletons in My Closet, which we all have. I'm Dr. Teresa Yukada Merrimont. We have read stories where someone's past has caught up with them. Sometimes, the skeletons is never seen by anyone other than yourself. You get reflecting on the past and suddenly a bony hand sleeps around the closet door and you think, did I really say that? Did I really do that? And then you jam the closet door, you shut again and hope and pray nobody else opens it. There is a story told by Mark Twain, and it's oftentimes attributed to others as an actual event. But Twain was just being Twain, and it was just satire. But he makes a great story, though. Twain wrote, I once sent a dozen of my friends a telegram saying, Flee at once. All is discovered. They all left him immediately. When someone says that there is, when someone says that their life is an open book, there is a pretty good chance that they've omitted a chapter or two to make for better reading. There are some people who would ask you, why you need to open that door at all. After all, better to let sleeping dogs lie. And so they will recommend that you stuff the bones back in the closet, jam the door shut and ignore them. 
There is this story of a family that owned a home in St. John that was built in the late 1800s, a number of years back. They were having electrical work done, and one of the workers found a bone inside the wall cavity. So they did what any reasonable person would do. They told the worker to put the bone back in the wall and patch the hole. Why did they do that? Their rationale was that they didn't want the hassle that would result if the authorities were called. And besides, maybe it was from an animal. In the words of George Bernard Shaw, If you can't get rid of the skeleton in your closet, you better best teach it to dance. Tyler Perry reminds us everybody's got skeletons in their closets. Every once in a while, you got to open the closet and let the skeletons breathe. Half the time, the very thing you think is going to destroy or ruin you is the very thing that nobody cares about. My advice to people with skeletons is to dust them off every now and then. As long as your closet ain't full of them. It's not good to have more than two or three. What are your thoughts? Can you relate to this? Have you ever wondered what people would think if they really knew you? Have you ever said to yourself, I wonder what the pastor or church folks would think if they knew you had an abortion in your past? I wonder what your small group will think if you admitted that you have on occasion lost control and hit your spouse. I wonder what the church will think of you if they knew you had been divorced. Some of you may wonder if mistakes in your past or struggles in your present have already disqualified you. I am here this evening to say that you are welcome here. You are welcome in this place. And you are so welcome. You have not been disqualified. And you will not be disqualified. Why? Because we all have skeletons in our closet. We'll be right back. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Welcome back to Gray is Also a Color on BBS Radio. You are welcome here. No matter what your past, no matter what you struggle with in the present, and now as you have been welcomed, you must welcome others. 
I am Dr. Teresa Yukado Merrimoth. In an article titled, Men Meet in the Hotel Lobbies, from the June 16, 1901 edition of the Washington Post, George D. Aldrich recalled the story from Dr. Arthur Conan Doyle, the Sherlock Holmes guy. He said that a dinner party he had attended, the guests began discussing the daily discoveries made to the detriment of people occupying high stations in life and enjoying the confidence of the business world. Dr. Doyle said that it had always been his opinion that there was a skeleton in the closet of every man who had reached the age of 40. This actually led to a lot of discussion. Some of the guests resenting the idea that there was no one who had not in his past something that was better concealed. As a result of the controversy, Dr. Doyle suggested that his views as the family skeletons be put to the test. The diners selected a man of their acquaintance whom all knew as an upright Christian gentleman whose word was accepted as quickly as his bond and who stood with the highest in every respect. We wrote a telegram saying, All is discovered. Flee at once to this pillar of society said Dr. Doyle, and sent it. He disappeared the next day, and has never been heard from since. Drawn into Dr. Doyle's discovery, that even upright Christian gentlemen have skeletons in their closets. The word discovery is in quotes. Why? Because what he uncovered shouldn't surprise us. Should it? Friends, we all have them, don't we? I have them, they have them, you have them, we all have them, don't we? Skeletons, shameful things we've done, we hope no one ever finds out. Skeletons, as I use the term based on my experience, are those really bad, embarrassing things that we hope never see the light of day? Especially terrifying is the possibility that our closets will be exposed to the public or merciless courthouse of social media and public opinion. Is there anyone who can identify with me on this? I actually still feel guilty from time to time about skeletons that I know are forgiven. Is that normal? I confessed that sin. I received God's forgiveness. But then, I'll read, say, a harsh rebuke on social media, and my doubts will get the best of me. Questions start to flood my mind. Maybe I haven't suffered enough for what I did. Am I really sorry enough? Now when those thoughts creep in, 
The great accuser takes me by the hand, opens my closet, and makes a vanner white showcase gesture at all the ugly skeletons I put in my closet. Friends, is it possible to get rid of skeletons? Please weigh in on this. I really, really would love to hear from you. Please email me at Dr. Teresa. 2019 at gmail.com Personally, I can't seem to get rid of my own skeletons. Nothing I do seems to work. Running and hiding doesn't get rid of them. It didn't help the man in Dr. Doyle's story. His guilt went with him. Running didn't clean his conscience. Likewise, pretending those skeletons aren't there won't work either. Replaying the scenario over and over and over in your mind and assigning blame to other people doesn't work either. Friends, it's kind of confusing a bit. Confusing, I'm confused. Now the big question, so how do you get rid of your skeletons? Well, you don't. We don't. No condemnation. Did I hear you say no condemnation? How so? How come? Is that possible? Skeletons in the closet. You know the phrase. You've heard it before. You've said it yourself. Your friend is getting serious with their partner and you say to another person, he or she seems like a great individual. I just hope that there are no skeletons in his or her closet. Friends, why don't you take a few moments to ponder on the following questions. Do I have skeletons in my closet? Do I have numerous skeletons in my closet? When I think about it or them, how do I feel? What would I do if it or they were to be made public? Well, this one probably gave you the shivers thinking about it, right? Am I currently still adding skeletons to my closet? Who else knows about my skeleton? Skeletons actually can or may be beneficial, you know. Biology class teaches us that the skeleton has six major functions. Number one, support. Two, movement. Three, protection. Four, production of blood cells. Five, storage of minerals. And the last one, endocrine regulation. So how does the skeleton in our closet support us? You may rebut. Theresa, I'm sure that if I were to lose the skeleton in my closet, I'll be standing just right, possibly straighter. Or would you? I actually have a question. How many of you are more grounded because of the secret knowledge of your biggest sins? You and I, we are upstanding people in the society because of the many times we have fallen. Guess what? 
The skeletons in our closets, they support our humility and conscientiousness. At least it should. Guess what? The skeletons in our closets, they support our humility and our conscientiousness. At least it should. Sadly, whenever we suppress our skeletons and pretend like they don't exist, there is little to no support for our humility and conscientiousness. We consequently transform into impolite judgmental people who attempt to drag people down with us to our low unsupported planes. We have an insatiable desire to bring people down to our level movement. You know, quite frankly, without skeletons, our muscles are no good to us. Why? Because skeletons allow us to perform a lot of basic actions, from brushing our teeth to taking a bath to walking. When our skeletons are damaged, the simplest tasks become Herculean. Ever tried tying your shoelace with a sprained index finger? Or simply scratching your knee when you have a bad back. Sometime last week, I sustained a minor knee injury. And I have spent the entire week limping and nursing the pain. Basic tasks seem so difficult. Ouch! My knees, they still hurt. So when we don't have skeletons in our closets... Our social movement can be a bit out of touch. We have a false sense of reality and we come across as unreliable to the average man. We come across as unrelatable to the average man who has so many skeletons. People who consistently acknowledge their skeletons carry themselves in a different manner. Scripture tells us, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. They are more forgiving, and they are better able to tolerate others' shortcomings. They are less judgmental. Why? Because simply as they interact with others, they introspect. Just as my skeleton does not define me, it does not define him or her. So your skeleton harbors your empathy. You begin to navigate your social surroundings with improved empathy. We are still discussing on the benefits of skeletons in our closet. Our skeletons serve as thorns in the flesh that remind us of our mortality and vulnerability. They teach us caution and patience. You tend to tread carefully for someone to not blow your cover. You know, life happens. I know the feeling. Life has happened to me. Life will throw some tough ones at us every now and then. Our skeletons prevent us from being wildly confident. We are humble. We are conscientious. And we are forgiving. We walk into perilous and very challenging situations 
as gently as doves, but wise serpents. We are alert and aware that our actions have consequences. To that one listening to this broadcast, are skeletons in the closet inevitable? We'll be right back. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Welcome back to Gray is also a color radio show on BBS Radio. I'm Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. I personally like to come clean. And quite frankly, I don't like to be vulnerable or have a kind of dark cloud hanging over my head. I don't wish for anyone to have dirt that can be used against me. And I believe that's the same for most people. Dear friends, are skeletons in the closet desirable? For me, the answer is a big no. What say you? Please weigh in on this at Dr. Teresa 2019 at gmail.com. The skeleton in the closet are not a desirable part of life, however, inevitable part of it, though. Why? They remind us that we are not perfect and just like us, flawed, and that everyone is. Our skeletons do not only represent the mistakes or failures in our lives, but more importantly, they represent the guilt, the embarrassment, and self-deprecation, preventing us from being so self-assured, non-judgmental, and conscientious, and more accommodating people. Though, some skeleton owners are hypocritical, considered, sanctimonious and pharisaical who seemingly deny the existence of their skeletons and their humanity walking the streets as gods without fault judging their fellow man with no reservation although so very guilty for the same offenses I've heard people say I say it the way it is I give you the truth and if you can't take it, that's your business. And I summoned courage once and I asked, what is the truth? Friends, if you are a owner of skeleton 
or skeletons in the closet. I want to believe that it has made you more self-aware, more empathetic, and you are in a better position to practice better self-regulation. Your behavior is motivated by a sound understanding of yourself and your social skills are tuned to meet the needs of the people you perceive to be just as model and vulnerable as you are. Is there a way around dealing with the after effects of your skeletons? More importantly, but scary and painful, own your decisions. Accept full responsibilities for your decision. You know this saying? If you do the crime, you may have to do the time. Denial, they say, is bliss. So denial is not cool. And repression is unhealthy. Please don't play the blame game. Remember, it gets better. <laughs> Does it really get better? I believe it does. It always passes. And one day you may be laughing at this. Have you heard this too shall pass? It does pass. Talking to someone you trust, who is a very good listener, trustworthy, confident and mature and objective, is always beneficial. Venting always helps. You know, Remove yourself from the situation. Walking away is key. And actively work to change habits. I mean bad habits. Why? Because bad habits really suck. Bad habits are just that bad. Change your company if you must. Change that bad habit. It sucks. Do not let criticism get to you. Most critics are posers, so don't hold it against them. They simply don't know how to cope with their own skeletons. Take the high road. Always listen for useful nuggets. Skeletons are in the closet for a reason. Don't publicize what should be private, at least not outside your quality, your trust circle. Keep your business to yourself. Keep your business off social media. Keep your business to yourself. Biblical perspective of skeletons in our closets. We'll be right back. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, 
You're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yucatan-Maramoth. Welcome back to Gray is Also a Color on BBS Radio. I am Dr. Teresa Yucatan-Maramoth. If you know much about your ancestors, it is likely that you know of a few skeletons in your family closet. I am talking about family members whose shameful ways and deeds the family would rather remain hidden from the public view. But I do know there are some skeletons in my family closet and quite frankly, I don't want anyone to know about them. So I hope they remain where they are. Scriptures doesn't keep the door shut on the skeletons in the family closets of its heroes. Even when it comes to tracing the ancestry of Jesus Christ, Scriptures shows us the unsavory characters in the family line, and the list includes and highlights an adulterer who murdered his lover's husband to cover the misdeed. There are idolaters, liars, and a man who committed incest with his daughter-in-law, whom he thought was a prostitute, which actually says something about his lack of morals, patronizing a prostitute. Another woman in the list was a prostitute, and there is a notoriously wicked king who burned his sons to death as offerings to a pagan idol. Whoa! Jason belonged to one of the founding families of a church and community. The family owned much of the property and businesses in that town. Years ago, he became interested in tracing his roots after subscribing to an online service that provided access to records and spending hours researching his family history, Jason lost some of his initial enthusiasm. One of his first discoveries was an ancestor arrested for being a horse thief. Genealogies and family histories were important to the Jewish people. So, as a Jew, writing to a Jewish audience, Matthew naturally opened his book with a genealogy. Matthew had to prove that Jesus was a direct descendant of David with a rightful claim to the throne. Matthew included the names of several women, not only the name of Mary, mother of Jesus, but also four women. All of those women were either forgiveness or of questionable character from a human standpoint some of these women had shameful blots on their life stories that made them unlikely candidates for being included in the ancestry of God's son Tamar was probably a Canaanite after she was widowed twice her father-in-law Judah failed to arrange her marriage with his surviving son as the law required. 
tired of waiting. Tamar pretended to be a prostitute and had sex with Judah, according to what scripture records in Genesis chapter 38. Bathsheba was originally married to Uriah. Rahab was a prostitute. Now God included these women in the line of Jesus, despite their backgrounds, despite their mistakes, despite the skeletons in their closet. Why? He wanted to make it clear that his mercy and grace extends to the entire world. Nothing, absolutely nothing can keep us from being a part of God's family. There is nothing that can also cut us off from his forgiveness. Not our past mistakes, not our questionable background, not our present failures. Friends, it does not matter how many skeletons in your closet. You are not outside the grace of God. Nothing, absolutely nothing can keep you from being a part of his family. There is nothing that can cut you off from his forgiveness. Not your past mistakes. Not your questionable background. Not your present failures. A story is told of a man. Now this man paid $500 to discover family line. And after he discovered and found out some things, he paid $2,500 five times to conceal it, filling the gap. God uses real people, not ideal people, not perfect people. God uses all the experiences and events in your life and in my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everyone around the world witnessed the wedding between Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. From the moment the wedding was announced, there was a flood of web searches on the family line of Meghan. All manner of stories circulated and all manner of questions were asked as to the whereabouts of Meghan's dad during the wedding. But with all the speculations and with all the gossip, nothing changed the fact that Meghan found someone who loves her. And not just someone, a prince. She is now part of reality. Can you beat that? Friends, I urge you to crack open the door on the closet and see what peeks out at you. Be informed that you can't just leave the door shut and let the bones continue to collect dust. What are you really afraid of? If you open the door of the closet, is that is it that you might not like what you find out about yourself, about your family? Socrates is often quoted as saying, Know thyself. Growing up, Dad echoed these words in my ears often and always. Know thyself. To thyself be true. Dear friends, I urge you, know thyself. And to thyself be true. If you don't open the closet door yourself, it does not necessarily mean it will stay closed. It will be opened by someone sometime, someday, Someday you will have to face the truth. 
You will have to accept the truth. And you will also have to accept grace, not guilt, not condemnation. I understand that a naturalist can cut down a tree by merely studying the rings in the center of the trunk. He is able to discover the life history of that tree. The color and contour of each ring suggest different things. An expert might say, here is a ring that represents a year of drought, or here is a time when there was a fire or lightning or a great deal of rain. Something similar happens when God looks at our lives. He takes a piercing look beneath the surface and he sees rings. And these rings represent all sorts of different hidden hurts and pains from the past. Here is a mark that reveals that time in your life when a relationship that meant the world to you was severed regardless of the rings, the marks whether they be few or many. We all have some. I have them. Friends, I have a question for you. And the question is, how do you deal with the past? which you store as skeletons in your closet. Please weigh in. In the words of Carl Thomas, Halloween's not the only day of the year that people put on masks. Friends, peradventure you are living with guilt because of those skeletons and have lost your inner peace. I want you to remember that guilt is a bully. Always speaking fights that can never be won. Guilt erodes your confidence by destroying your relationship. Guilt keeps you living in your past, groaning and sapping your strength. Guilt will continually bring up your past. The cutting remark, the lustful thought, an arrogant attitude, and a greedy maneuver. Guilt will cause you to be paralyzed in the present. Why? Because you will be living in the past. You may have a life that is strewn with mistakes and blunders. But the big question is, which direction is it heading? Friends, I ask you, how do you want to finish? Reality is that somewhere in your past, you had probably made a really big mistake in your life. This mistake most probably may have been a very poor choice, an error in judgment, or a squandered opportunity. We all make mistakes. In fact, no one is immune, but at times it can feel like you are trapped. Friends, are you feeling trapped because of your past? Are you feeling trapped because of the skeletons in your closet? Those huge and destructive things in your life that you are blind to? Those things you cannot see, you cannot name them, you are blind to them? David was blind to the skeleton in his closet. Some might even wonder if the skeleton was even in the closet in that situation. That skeleton has a life of its own. 
Everyone but David could see it. But he has Nathan to tell him the truth. He has Nathan to name the skeleton. There are no secrets and no hiding places with God. If you doubt me, ask Adam and Eve. We'll be right back. When it comes to colors, you started out with a few. The basics, red, yellow, blue, green, black, white, orange, and maybe purple. To our young, untrained eyes, everything was one of those colors. As we grew older, those things got complicated. And we learned there were different shades of every color. The point, we were not sure which category it belonged in. Is it black or is it white? No, it's gray. Hello, you're listening to Gray is Also a Color. This show that conjures up areas within your own life that are not so clearly black or white. And now, your host, Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. Welcome, welcome back to Gray is Also a Color on BBS Radio. Skeletons in the Closet. I am Dr. Teresa Yukata Merrimoth. In closing, a dark secret can take a toll on your mental health. Why? Mostly because you associate every negative experience with the wrong choices you made in the past. The hardest part about it is that because you are the author of these terrible choices, forgiving yourself can be difficult. Most of us have a dark secret we cannot share with our family or our friends. And sometimes these situations have long passed, but they leave a dark mark on our conscience. Dark secrets can lead to depression, can lead to anxiety, and in the worst case scenario, they lead to suicidal thoughts. I urge you friends to stop play acting. There is a famous story about the time Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, was recruiting John Scully, who was the 38-year-old president of Pepsi-Cola. Nothing was working until he finally asked, Do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugared water? Or do you want a chance to change the world? Let me ask you, if you made no changes, how will you feel about your life in 1,000 years? Are you going through the motions of life? Are you putting on a show with no reality? Like the pilot who came on and said, I've got bad news and good news. The bad news is we are lost. The good news, we've got a strong tailwind. That's like some of us. Going nowhere. Fast on the road to oblivion. Fooling everyone, including ourselves. But remember, the skeletons are coming out one day. Just one day. If your dark secret is because of your poor choices... Learn from your mistakes. This means that going forward, 
you will have to put more thought into the things you say, into the things you do. Remember you are not defined by your mistakes and you will never be. Every day is a new day and a new opportunity to start afresh. So friends, take back your power. Go ahead, open your closet and enjoy inner peace. Sure, there will be days when the accuser will lead you by the hand to show you what lurks in your closet. I say let him. Really go ahead. Open your closet. Why? Because of him. There is nothing there. There are not enough words to say thank you for your diligence, your sacrifice, and your determination during such an unprecedented event such as the ongoing global COVID-19 pandemic that we are all facing now. To all healthcare providers, the first responders, EMT, Grocery workers, the teachers, the postal workers, the sanitation workers, everyone serving on the front lines of COVID-19. Thank you. Thank you for showing up daily in the face of fear and fighting for the health of our loved ones. Thank you for risking your lives and continuing to stay in the fight against coronavirus. Thank you all so very much. And to my listeners, every one of my listeners, thank you for listening. I love you for listening. Please keep listening, even as I look forward to reading your comments. And Dr. Teresa, you can't or Dr. Teresa2019 at gmail.com. Until I come your way next time. I'm Dr. Teresa Yukada Merrimont. Keep well and stay safe. Thank you for joining us this week on Gray is Also a Color. Make sure to visit our website at Pastor. Teresa.org and leave an episode comment, rating, or review. Also, check out our books Journey of Destiny, Power or Perseverance, and 53 Golden Lessons Life Has Taught Me. Books to help you navigate through life's journeys, challenging you to shift your perceptions and emotions and heal past traumas. Also, consider attending our seminars and earn some college credits. And for good health, try our Gilead Unfiltered Raw Honey. It tastes great. Well, we'll see you all next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio, Station 1.